Okay, everybody. So this this one we're going to do with uh, a single mic. So I guess let me know if the volume's okay. I'm probably going to pick up some background sounds and be a little echoey. But we've got here wife Lisa. Hello. And we're going to do uh, our weekly, the outrage of the week, th this week. Nobody on. Should I wait till people are on? Uh-oh. Well, I'll give a couple minutes. Yeah. Usually people are on right away. Oh, there's someone. Hey, welcome. Coco. We're talking about the outrage of the week. So, Lisa, what were you outraged by this week? <laughs> oh, boy, where do we start? Um, well, one thing, you know, about um, George Santos has always been... Every day I get more and more outraged of something that he's done or that they said he's done. And um, the nickname I heard today was George Scamtos. <laughs> so I'm like, oh boy, he's made it now if he's got a crazy name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the news a lot the last week, that's for sure. But I also find it a little outrageous that. There were several news stories and reporters who worked on things before he was even um, on the ballot. And all of that just kind of disappeared. Nobody really heard of that while he was running. And now now that he won and that stuff's becoming more public, it's grab my pearls. How did this happen to me? How did I vote for him? Well, that is interesting because I think it... They were telling it was sort of a local newspaper, right, that right. kind of had that story like back in August or something. Mm -hmm. So it is weird that, yeah, I guess like, so, so what does that say, that people don't read the newspaper or that people don't care what the newspaper says or they just didn't want to believe it or? Well, I think they don't research their candidates and then when they get voted in and they go through the, back, the <laughs> societal background check. Um, and all this stuff's coming forward. They're like, wait, but I didn't know that, you know, because they, they voted for who, the party or like they always do. You vote for a party or you vote right. against somebody. Right. You very rarely vote for someone. Right. And kind of uh, sad in a way that um, if all these allegations are true, which no one's really come back to say they're not true except for him um you know that it's kind of like you say if the news was about that was actually out before mm -hmm. the election like you say it shows a lot of us just pick the color we want but you know and they were also the guy was a pawn you know just not i don't want to say a pawn but he was just like a throwaway candidate because they didn't think they were going to win that district and then they got some kind of an appeal ruling and it changed the gerrymandering in their favor. And suddenly he's a, he's instead of just being a, you know, throwaway candidate, now he could actually win. And I think that, that there's something weird about that. Is a, isn't that a little similar to Zelensky basically? <laughs> there is a joke. Yeah. You know, and look where he is now. But, uh, hard to and i really don't want to compare um santos to Zelensky, but um 
I just can't believe all this stuff. And then now with the veteran and the dog money, and did that really happen? There's enough people on the internet that are going to right. find out how, how and what that happened, what happened there. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now it's kind of the guy that had the dog saying it. I think he was the main one. I think one other person has kind of come out and said, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess some of this we'll have to wait and see, but you know, and then there's just, yeah. I mean, it, it just seems to be like, it's kind of weird that you can get that bar with, and some of the claims are weird too. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I was a, ba- a volleyball star at this kind of a, a not that well known of a college. I mean, why do you even make that story up? <laughs> I know, and it makes you wonder. It's like, okay, so what's really going on here? This is this is just too, like you say, like um, the people who did the show Veep said, we can't even do it anymore. We can't even make it. Um, you know, we can't even do the satire of it anymore because it's it's crossed over. It's crossed over, right? Yeah, well, I couldn't resist. I had to fall into that game. I, I did a meme of him um, announce, he, announcing know. the first iPhone <laughs> in his turtleneck. Well, I'm resisting. <laughs> You're resisting. <laughs> I'm totally resisting. I don't want to get in, in the back and forth with that. But I do, you know, I, I want to sit in my chair and go, how how did you let this happen? And, uh, you know, what what really did happen? You know, I first go to, yes, it's all true. But then you got to step back a little bit and go, how much of this is true? Which it's beginning to look like it's all true. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, it, it, and it's a good point, though. I mean, what, you know, what do, what do we want to do differently? You know, like I, I don't see it as a Republican Democratic thing, to be honest. You know, it's just no. a, it's just like any candidate could have done this, and it, um, you know, and and so we we want to kind of. Maybe get like you know he probably wouldn't pass a background check at like Taco Bell for this stuff, no. but, he, but somehow he's able to win a seat in Congress. <laughs> well, and I think that um, one thing that the previous administration has showed us is that people a don't really care about the truth; they just want the. It's not what they want; they just want to the others not to have it. It's kind of like in your family, the whole thing of. Oh, don't, yeah. don't, don't give Bob, don't give Bob the, <laughs> the fill in the blank. Oh, well, do you want it? No, I don't want it. I yeah. just don't want Bob to have it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like if you're that, the people who are that devoted to their party are just going to vote party lines no matter what's going on. Right. Um, on, on either side. Well, and that's, you know, true for the most part. I mean, like the number of independent and the number of, uh, the number of people that cross vote, it just keeps going down and down and down. You know, you hardly ever have somebody vote t- Democrat for one level and and Republican for the other. Really? Yeah, it's come way, way, way down. So they have stats on, on that of it, people who vote um, all over the ballot and then people who vote strictly by party lines. Right. And it used to be a correlation of like 0.5 or something like that, which means like half the people did that. Now the cor- correlation is like almost one. It's like almost everyone does it. Really, and that's why these elections are so much closer than they used to be, because you don't have twenty point swings very often anymore. Right now, it's like a these are small swings, a few points or five points. Maybe a ten point would be like a landslide almost, right? So, what was the last landslide landslide president? Was it uh, probably it Reagan? I don't know. It depends on how you measure, I guess. Right. I know. So what what justifies? Yeah, where, where do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, you know, Reagan beat Dukakis by like Dukakis only won like three states or something 
Oh, poor Dukakis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely concerning because I don't. I, I mean, like like we've talked about before too. I don't. I truly do not care what party you represent. If if you're breaking the law, then you need to, you know, you need to be punished for that. And uh, that kind of rolls into the other um, outrage, at, which is, well, first go back. Did, is how much of George Sant did George Santos break the law? Did he break the law, or did he just break some ethics rules that don't? And norms. Yes, and, and this norms. goes well, and that gets back to one thing I complain about about this stuff all the time that even if they have election laws and things like that, they never enforce them. And sometimes they don't even know how to enforce them. Like nobody wrote the enforcement part of these laws because it was so, it's just not going to happen. No one's going to do that. Right. It's all these norms. Like we treat it like norms well, and then people violate these norms and then we don't know what to do because they don't really have a recourse. I think that the, well, there's a difference between election laws with meaning that's meaning the voters, the law for the voters and how. Well, vote. yeah. I mean, like the and federal the campaign laws. Yeah. Yeah. There's like there's campaign laws and there's also. Yeah, exactly. And there's also and some of that's federal. Right. And then kind of crosses over. There might be local ones, but some of that's federal. But like I said, they never enforce them. Like people break those laws all the time. Laws are there campaign? There are some laws, and and sometimes like you know campaign finance and things like that, right? That there are laws that, and when you break them, you know nothing happens, right? I mean sometimes they get like a letter, a mean letter. Sometimes they have to pay a fine of some sort, but they um, nothing ever happens. So it's like. You know, but people didn't break them that much because usually that would ruin your campaign, right? If you found out you were cheating on your campaign, that would be enough that you'd lose votes. Now it's like, none of that matters anymore. Like none of these norms, we don't enforce any of these norms. And, you know, and even laws we don't enforce because they're, um, you know, for some reason we just didn't think we'd have to. So no one put in like a way to enforce them. Like they don't know what to do. There's no penalty set aside for these laws. I think they also, uh, I get the feeling too that the reporters go, well, there's so many. How can we look up everything beforehand, you know, before the election? There, there's really not that many. There's, there's, a, there's a definite number. It's not like there's an infinite number of claims that you have to, or people you have to um, investigate. And if, you, if the local re reporters, which now are there local reporters anymore? Right. You know, didn't there used to be somebody who was the on the political beat? Right. Most places had more. They still have them to a degree. But you think about who are they here, right? You've got the Contra Costa Times or whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know, or, or any of these, any of these, the San Jose, Mercury. But are they or, just a small little division of a whole big, huge newspaper? They all buy the same stories? Right. That's, that's, that's how it seems like it works nowadays is most of these reports. And then, and then, you know, they will get assigned a beat though, you know, sometimes if you're, if you're sort of worthy of having a beat reporter. But, you know, nowhere near so what now, it used to be. So now I'm totally outraged that there's no newspapers. <laughs> there's no real newspapers. There's no, um, you know, regional. I mean, there are, but yeah, there aren't as much as there used to be for sure. Mm -mm. You know, and it is much more of these sort of conglomerate where a whole region is all owned by the same conglomerate and less, and they, they spend less on these local beats. I, I mean, I think, in a lot of places, like nobody even has like a real traffic reporter anymore. They're all getting in over the wire and somebody like in Texas, no matter where you live, somebody in Texas is reading it off, you know, or Arizona or somewhere. And you might be in Florida. Same with the weather. And some of that stuff. Yeah, it's all they all, you know, contract out to the same little sub houses where they sort of talk like they know the area 
and someone probably teaches them how to say the street names right and stuff like that. So they sound kind of local, but they're they're not even in your state, given given this local traffic report. Oh man, what happened? What happened to <laughs> us, man? That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, what was your outrage this week? Well, the, that thing was all over the news. So I guess I'm as outraged just because it's all over the news as anything else. But, you know, there's just more of this whole documents thing. I mean, what a mess. You know, every day they seem to find somebody finds more documents somehow left over from the Obama era in Biden's garage or something. And that mm-hmm. just seems ridiculous. At first, it was one page, two pages, five pages, 20 pages. What's it up to today? Do we even have a count? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. But I know they found more. You know, I think the FBI found some more somewhere. Okay, so the minute, the second, the instant that Biden found out that there was gonna, they were gonna subpoena him for those records, which how how long ago was it? Over you mean when they subpoenaed Trump? Trump over yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it was like over last summer. Ago, it's right. at least six or nine months. Yeah. Okay. So the second he heard that, if he did not. So immediately you to, yeah you need to go through my papers we need to figure this out right well then the and other thing if is every other freaking living ex-president and bp did right. not do the same thing right i just um and you know i get i appreciate there are differences between what biden did and trump did to a degree totally but agree. you know it doesn't matter biden screwed like this is this is the that whole this thing. is freaking dumb this is freaking dumb and and it's 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 like oh it's just a mess. But the other thing that to me is crazy too is supposedly found these first documents in November. So then, if you haven't, if the thing you're saying hasn't triggered this thorough search, everybody look everywhere. How does you find some in November not triggered the thorough search? Look everywhere that they're still finding them in January, right? How have you not conducted that thorough search yet on your own? How are they going to flip this to the other party's fault? That's, well, that's what, they, I want that's to what know. I'm saying. They're, they can try all they want. Are they going to say that? the previous administration defunded the agency <laughs> well, that makes sure that all those documents are uh, accounted for. Right. Cause that's the other half of it. How did they even, well, what, how can it end up that all these documents, they didn't know they were missing. Like how does that, what, what, who's in charge of that? Like, how did that happen? Like they don't even know they're missing. How's that's, that seems wrong. seems like we should have a better accounting at work. Like if you suddenly can't find a document about something really important, doesn't that don't you sort of get in trouble for that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that usually do. doesn't that usually show up or something somewhere? Yeah. So it's like, how do these to- they're labeled top secret, but they just wander around? I mean, how's that? How's it not like? How isn't there a library checkout system? But there is a whole department that's supposed to take care of that, right? <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, how is there not a system for that that they don't? They didn't even know these were missing supposedly. It, it doesn't have a little card in the front. Yeah, they exactly. Take the, the stamp and stamp the day. Yeah, and put your initials. This on. ninety-year-old lady kind of rolls the stamp <laughs> the on there. Says, we need to have this back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. How did they not know? You know, how did that not happen? That's the other crazy thing to me. How is it this late? long you know this far ago and th- knowing that these things were missing this is crazy right there's so many things wrong with all of this right well and there's also wrong tr- um, he tried to hide it because you know he knew it was shitty he knew it was bad his people knew it was bad and they go well this we'll uh shove this one under the rug no one will hear about it well that didn't really, what are you doing yeah <laughs> what are you doing you're supposed to be you know the president who's the anti-previous president and you're in the same freaking boat, basically. I mean, you're being cooperative, but 
But it doesn't matter. It's, he, Why didn't you as the president demand that everything is searched? Not only you, you know, every, right, everybody, every previous, you know, Pence's house, Clinton's house, Obama's house, um, you know, Gore's house, everybody. And I mean, and secretary of states too. We need to find, you make sure any documents you have, and I thought they weren't allowed to have documents. That's why they have a freaking library. And then doesn't the library have? Now I'm rambling. Well, that's what I'm saying before. Is that that's what I'm saying is that how does how are these not accounted for someplace between the National Archives and and some somebody in this intelligence in, uh, side of things? How is somebody in one of those two sides not have this know that these documents are checked out? Yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> and that's, that's, and that's, that's a top secret. The library is going to call me if I keep a book for three months. <laughs> so somebody has to know. And that's a top secret document. So, you know, that somebody has to know these documents are missing. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a point, too. It's like, wait a minute. What's going on here? We have the best government in the world with the highest with the highest sense of security. And I'm trying to keep a straight face when I say <laughs> this, but... Sometimes it just seems like a bunch of bozos. Well, I mean, that's that. I forget who said that, but I mean, somebody talks about talks about that. Like, you, you think it's a conspiracy theory. The reality is just everybody's completely incompetent, doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> I know. But the minute, the minute somebody says, yeah, right. we're going to give him, because we, we think he kept all these documents. Oh, shit, I got documents, too. I got to. Uh, I better go check. I better go check. Or I better go tell the department that checks that and going. Hey, you want to come over? Yeah. Sunday for a beer and see uh, what I have in my garage. I'm gonna look between the cushions and just see yeah, if I left a wanna, top secret document. You want there. to hold off on that subpoena for a second? <laughs> yeah. Let me let me take that. But now I now I think everybody needs to be subpoenaed. I mean, I really do. And and if those past uh, officials are not shaking in their boots and not looking through their documents, but then again. What's going to happen to him? Nothing. Well, that's the other piece we talked about before. This whole like, you know, if it's you or I, we'd probably already be behind bars, right? We would have never made it out of the building. Well, if, yeah, but if we did, girl, it's you know we're uh, freaking in Russia somewhere because you know <laughs> we're going to be in jail like you know uh, so many others that. Um, what was the one Rain? What was her name? I can't remember her name now. She spent like four years and and she did way less than this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so here's the thing. What are we going to do? We just, I mean, what we have is our vote. Right. Yep, we have your vote. You but can carry signs in the street. <laughs> I can carry signs in the streets. I've done, I, we've carried, you and I have carried signs in the streets. Yeah. You know, but then also we've also been carrying signs and we go, yeah, it's Right on. Oh wait, no, not no, not that. Well, that's the problem. No, I mean, you know, to now, and a lot of times these <laughs> causes are so like, okay, I, I don't really want to get on board with this cause to go carry a sign on the street because I'm signed up for this part, but I'm not really signed up for that part. I know it's like a surface. You're right. I'm for babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're not for babies? No, I'm for, for babies. It's, you can't twist it around, and then next thing you know, you're, you're being all twisted around, going. Um, you're fine with killing hamsters on a daily basis. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. And you know, and you were saying something about that, the Ghislaine Maxwell black book was supposed to be released. That's what they were talking about. But 
I don't know if that means it was released to the grand jury, which means that that won't be released to the public there, but or if it was going to be released, released part of public records. Oh, I see. So. Yeah, well, there's so much stuff so those there. Those politicians should be shaking in their boots. <laughs> well, and and there's so much there about why isn't more of that public? You know, what I mean, there's, why is why is any of that got to be sealed at this point? I mean, the other dude's dead, so we should know all. The, we should know everything about that. Like that doesn't need to be sealed anymore. I mean, obviously they're covering for somebody. They're covering for the people who are alive. The names have been changed to protect the uh, alive, and um, well, what do want us to still think they're innocent? <laughs> Yeah, as if somebody's innocent. But uh, yeah, right. As if someone's innocent and all this. But yeah, you know, I I guess they could still have cases open on some of these people, but that's why they feel like they have to keep it sealed. But I don't know. It it just feels like they just want to kind of pretend it. Well, okay. So she's already been charged and she's already been sentenced. Right. And I'm sure she's appealing, but when releasing the information of um, who all um, she arranged massages for. Is that information that's gonna hamper her retrial? I don't, and that's why it's not being released. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Both sides want it released. Both political sides want it released because they they know that every, that everybody's <laughs> on there, and so but they want only, you know, the people that are in the other party to be names to be released, and the other party wants they just want to have the. You know, only release all the public Republicans, only release all the Democrats. No, I'm sorry. We're going to release everybody. And if you were complicit in any of this, you need to be charged. Oh, I didn't know this about this. Is They're reporting now that she says that that photo with Prince Andrew, uh-huh. she said it's fake. Which the one where he's standing with that girl? Yeah. But I don't think she has any proof of that yet. She says she's just claiming it's fake. fake. Yeah. Well, did it have a timestamp? Those are very difficult. Those <laughs> are very difficult to take. <laughs> <laughs> so she's saying now it's fake, or has she been saying that all the time? He never said it was fake. Yeah, he never said it was. Or fake. did he? I don't know. I don't know what he what he said on that. I thought he just clammed up and didn't say anything. I know he paid her. I don't. I mean, I don't know how much, but. Yeah, so I don't I don't know the status of her case. I'll have to look that up a little bit. I don't know either. I mean, I know she got sentenced, like you say, but I don't know if she's... How, how much are you surprised you that she's still alive? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and you kind of wonder then if that means they've already kind of shoved under the carpet all the stuff that they're worried about. <laughs> all, the, all the people that would be harmed from that data have, you know paid off or whatever they're going to do. You know, a lot, I, I, that is true. I think a lot of people are going to be harmed if that when all that information comes out. You know, it'll come out someday. Will it, though? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not so sure that'll ever come out. Heidi Fleiss, the uh, black book, came out. Was it interesting? I don't remember. Uh, well, Charlie Sheen, but, you know, he totally Charlie reveled Sheen. in that whole thing. And honestly, I do not remember a ton of names off that, but this was also a very different situation. This was not children. So. Right, right. Um, but uh, there were some big names on that um, list, I'm sure. 
Well, if she's still talking about stuff, you would think maybe she's not is, out of appeals is yet. Is she still talking? Well, I, I don't know. Sort of I think, implies she is. Yeah, I don't think she's um, out of... I think the first case is over. I don't think she's had her appeal case yet. Right. Well, she may not get a case. That's the whole point. Was her appeal um, denied? Well, I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. You know, you can always text us, let us know. But I think your main point is they kind of made these promises and talked about that case and all these things and kind of not going in that direction. Or it, it, we just don't hear anything all of a sudden, right? It all goes away. Right. And they never actually do the thing that they said they were going to do. Well, and that's just more men in power just staying out of staying out of trouble. Yeah. But so what else was in the news that you're excited about this week? Um, well, when Lisa Marie Presley passed, that was in some ways not shocking, but in some ways pretty shocking. Was David Crosby also this week? Yeah. Yeah. That's not very shocking. It's not super shocking, no. No. I mean, you know, it's still sad, but it's not that shocking. No. How old was he? I forget. I think he was... I want to say early 80s, but maybe maybe still in the 70s. I'm not sure. Well, okay. So the other shocking thing is that we still have um, representatives in there that have know nothing about the law, but have no problem spouting off things that they think that the, these bills mean. He was 81. Yeah. Well, and I don't think that's that new. I think there's, but they've, those kind of people have usually been kind of left in the fringes, you know, mm -hmm. and not brought to the forefront, you know, and you do have more of that kind of thing coming to the forefront. It seems like the ones we have lately are just doubled down. Right, right. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of the new style. That's what you do nowadays. You get, you get rewarded for being that way. Just keep doubling down. It's, it's back to that point we talked about on the podcast um, about how, you know, we, we, once you convince yourself the other side is evil, then any of that behavior is, and any kind of behavior starts to become morally acceptable, mm -hmm. including violence and everything else. Right. So the challenge, that's, that's our fundamental, that's our, at the root cause, that's our problem right now is that we've gotten our, we've talked ourselves into that the other side is that evil that not only will we not vote for them, but I mean, we're kind of okay if something bad happens to them. And, uh, that's not great. <laughs> that's that's kind of a recipe for some bad things to happen. Yeah, and I think that it's also kind of shocking now too of where going back to newspapers and journalism, papers that you know used to be reputable and um trustworthy now just print just as much junk as everybody else. Well, right, and and there just isn't a tendency to find anything reputable quote-unquote anymore right people kind of just seek out what they like anyway and you know we don't most of us don't spend a lot of time we're, we figure they're reputable if they're saying what we want to hear and if they don't they must not be reputable <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's, it's kind of and it's tough i mean we talk about this too that i mean sometimes the best news sources are kind of boring you know because they don't give you that you know skewed side that you know, spices it up a little bit or throws a lot of opinion in there and uh, tries to spin it a certain way. They just kind of give you these facts, which sometimes are kind of more boring. So 
we kind of seek out the stuff that's more uh, provocative. Well, and also more provocative than 140 characters. Well, yeah. Nobody reads the whole story anymore. We all just read the um, headline right. and the tweet. And I'm raising my hand. I'm very, I'm so guilty <laughs> of that. But because of because of what you do and, and you know, what's going on, we talk about those, almost, you know, on a regular basis. So I saw this headline. What does that mean? I, what's you, really happening? What's really happening? Right. What story did you read about it? Well, I read this about it. And we sometimes come come to a uh, conclusion on what we think is right, but still, it's uh, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Yeah, because almost every headline, you know, off you know, from most of many of the media sites are going to be skewed like that. I mean, they have software to tune that to get till it gets better clicks. So if they have to add a couple extra words or you know, change it around a little bit, that headline can go from wherever it started to some pretty weird places. But, you know, and it's almost never what's really going on when you when you dive down. And sometimes it's not what's going on even when you dive down to that article, but sometimes you have to go to other sources and see what the other, you know, what is going on out there? What are some of the other, what are some of the more reputable places saying about this event or what really happened? And, uh, you know, and and that's that's more work and it's not as interesting. But, you know, that's kind of my reflexive reaction at this point. It's almost a, the sort of wilder it is, the more I'm like, hey, I have to look into that a little bit. You know, it's kind of like they even, you know, some of these George Santos ones were kind of like that. I, that seems wrong. There's no way that he <laughs> made up that much stuff, you know, but. Yeah, what's the, yeah, like, what, how, how did this come out now? Uh, you know, because it's, it's so outrageous. How did, how did you guys not know this beforehand? Right. I mean, some of those are some pretty big things that weren't that hard to check, you know. I mean, someone just check with Google, right? But I mean, certainly you can check people's, you know, college credentials and things like that. Well, but if you don't like what you read on Google, you can assume Google's wrong. Right. Because, you know, Google's, Google's wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, and that takes us down the path of the whole media sources problem. That And don't forget, every time you log on, no matter what you're looking up, it's going to say, you have cancer. You should go to the ER. <laughs> Wait, I was just looking up the weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they know I want to buy something before I want, before I know I want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that on our um, feeds now, we're going to get all these ads for George Santo t-shirts, <laughs> mean t-shirts and stuff. And it's like, that's another crazy thing. It's literally by the next day you could have, you could buy a, all sorts of tchotchkes commemorating whatever weird outrage there was that day. Yeah. So you can go, wait, I missed that outrage, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get a button for it. <laughs> I know it's crazy. That's the world we live in, but what, how are we going to fix it? Well, you go back to what you're talking about. I mean, I think you can you got the vote thing. You got that. But, you know, when sometimes we're not given a lot of choices, even that vote doesn't feel very powerful. You can do yeah. things locally, I think. I mean, I think literally for yourself, you can do things by getting involved. And, in, you know, there's that work that was, I mean, this is pretty old now, but that, that, I think it was a Putnam guy, you know, he talks about bowling. You know, we don't bowl together anymore and, and stuff like that. So we don't really know our neighbors very well. We don't have a, we're not, we're not, we're not part of that tribe, you know. What I mean, we don't consider our neighbors that much of our tribe. We don't I mean, go. We don't go to the league anymore, and yeah, talk with people at the, uh, you know, shoe return. Exactly. 
um you know and so so we've created these tribe we, we join these other tribes you know a lot of these are political or even you know tightly you know defined sub within you know they're not just i'm not just republican i'm like this very specific thing or i'm not just democrat i'm, I'm this very specific thing we're in this little club you know that is like this and um we form these clubs like that and we don't have as much um interaction with people and and we don't feel as connected to, to people local to us so i think doing more of that like i don't know if town council meetings are the right place but like if your town has a fire or, or flooding you know risk those kind of meetings people will tend to be all on the same page because we don't want to pay high fire insurance and deal with having our house burned down or if we have flooding we don't want to have flooding and we don't want to fight those so we can be have a little something more in common and we can kind of start to form groups like that or bonding like that uh locally that i think that kind of stuff can help because you feel more in touch with with the people actually around you and in your neighborhood and you maybe can find common ground on on issues you want to work with so there's stuff like that working more from the bottom up than trying to it's not going to come from our leadership. I mean, they are going to only do what we tell them to do. And right now we're telling them to act like this. And so they do, you know, as a collective, we're telling them to act like this. And then they do it, you know, because it works. Well, they've been rewarded by, exactly. you know, having these guys voted into office. Yeah. You know, and exactly. I mean, and we don't stop them from doing it. Hey, we, 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 we seem to like it a little bit. There's certain part of us that likes this stuff. So, we want to be outraged to a degree because we want to hear how bad the other side is because it only reinforces our sentiments that we already have and they take advantage of that. Right. So they feed us that stuff. And, and then they say this terrible thing happened, send $10 and you know, we send $10 and then because they tell us they're going to stop the terrible. Thing. Yeah. They're going to stop the terrible thing. And then of course they get elected and they don't do anything about the terrible, the terrible thing might not even have ever been happening, you know, for the, you know, half the time it was never even a thing anyway. And, and even if, yeah, and you know the whole thing and they just do that all the time to keep you enraged all the time they love that stuff and well and of course that comes back to that whole um conspiracy idea right it's like look they just do it to raise money is that also screwing up a bunch of other stuff because we can't think straight yes was that their intention maybe maybe not and like i say you, it's, you can often attribute what seems like a conspiracy theory to just nobody knows what the hell's going on <laughs> Yeah. You know, and they just all act independently in their own selfish ways to get what they want. And it as in a in the in the, the macro effect of that is these sort of other side effects that aren't really important to them. But, uh, you know, because they're just going to keep doing what they're doing to get our money and to get attention. So, you know, I think that's one thing you can do is work more locally. And I think you can have more impact that way. Try to connect with neighbors. Local government's and, just as bad. We, we've had that example recently. Yeah. You know, where people set up a total fake website about a, their opponent. Um, they won, and then all of a sudden that every lie that they spread is com completely scrubbed off the Internet. Which, how do they do that? How well, do it's, I'm sure it's archived, but that site, everything else just got unraveled. How do you get to the archive? There, there are archives around that snapshot website. Now, did that one get snapshot? I, I don't know. But... Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's, you know, what's crazy about that is it's just a little local school board job, like our, our position. It's like, how do you have this kind of scandal on a stupid local school board job? You can, they cannot, we have, I'm sure this is, we're not the only one, but weeks after election, there are still signs up freaking everywhere who to vote for or whatever. But, but seconds after right. polls close, 
that website was completely taken down and scrubbed off the internet. Right. So yeah, that's what we had happen in our area. Somebody made this website that was, you know, pretty polished, looks looked pretty legit, and had all this horrible things about this one of the They're candidates. Well, we don't know. We don't know if the, the the person on the one side really did it, right? Because he's not taking responsibility for this. You know, somebody, some supporter of theirs did it supposedly, or you know, whoever that is. It wasn't them, maybe. And how much <laughs> was he conspiring with it? We don't know. And I don't know how much that's being investigated. But, but yeah, somebody put up this site that had all this stuff of how terrible this all these things this candidate supposedly did. And it turns out it was all total made up. There was not even, it wasn't even like a shred, like it wasn't even a spin of something that happened. It was just completely made up stuff. So then the instant that candidate lost and the other candidate won, uh, the one that put up, you know, the one that the website was in favor of, uh, one, that website just disappeared, just gone. And everything went away about it. And there's no tracing, you know, they no one you know, traced it back or anything, but it just disappeared. So, you know, there's something, I mean, and that's pretty fishy. And that's, you know, like I say, that's just a little scoreboard My seat. My intuition tells me that it's not just a little scoreboard seat, that they're, they're others back they in. Have, they have eyes on a bigger prize. And this yeah, is just their for step sure. in. Right. I, well, I think also that there's some kind of, if they can, if they had money to do that kind of stuff, you know, then obviously there's probably more going on behind this school board seat. So somebody thinks they're going to get something out of the school board seat. And there's been some kind of a backroom deal made or who knows what, because yeah, it doesn't make sense that there's got to be more behind this. Like you say, is this a launch pad for something else? Is they, are they, you know, who knows exactly what, but we need to start going to school board meetings. Yeah. Yeah. We need to see what's really going on there. Well, and that's where I, it's so funny because, you know, I feel so, you know, you know, we don't have children at that age anymore, but um, also it's just like, I'm, I'm not trained for this. I don't know. I'm not, I didn't get trained in, in being a school teacher or knowing how curriculum works or any of that. Who am I to tell these people what to do or not to do, right? It's like, it's kind of, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I don't have any authority here. <laughs> I wasn't trained in this, you know? No, but you know you do have you do have a voice as a citizen but but you know you still have to take into account what's legally correct and you know you can't just well but also i think you have to take into account you know <laughs> decades and centuries of <laughs> education training as well and like what works to teach people and what doesn't you're not going to suddenly jump in what if we just try this like i don't know what i'm talking about why would anyone listen to me <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what newspapers to believe anymore. Didn't HuffPost used to be a legitimate news source? Of- mm, they were never. They were never. They were always they were um, biased. Light. Yeah, they were news light, but they were always biased. Um, you know, a bit. They weren't. They, they, what I want to say, they were. They were of the type that did. You know, they did spin. You know, they, I, I don't think they would did a lot of bald faced lying, but they did. They did. They have always done spin. But you can go to the Connor Forum. Yeah. And the Connor Forum has. Um, a news literacy section, and it, and it actually has a list of more and less trusted sources. Well, remember when um, Playboy and Penthouse used to have legit articles? Yeah, about politics. Don't, they don't do that anymore. Are those magazines around anymore? I don't. I don't know. I thought Playboy was still around. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, but you're right. You used to see Playboy articles like quoted and stuff a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and it would be like a big name person or and something. A, and, a, and a journalist for the those. Uh, like they interviewed like Clinton or something, I think, right? Oh, I'm. 
<laughs> but I mean, even I other people. want to come to the mansion, get in, <laughs> interview. He's like, all of a sudden you hear, ding dong, get out the door. Five minutes, he's there. My, my Uber got here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. Where's the party? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they right, they interviewed like big people back then. I, I don't know if they still do that or not. Because you don't really see those articles quoted anymore. So it kind of tells me maybe they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Because it used to be, like you say, you'd actually see that quoted somewhere else. Because they got exclusive interviews and stuff. Yeah. And then, but like, who owns what now? There's so many people who own the same. I yeah, mean, and I found. I mean, Murdoch's own what? They own a lot. Yeah, there's you know, there's only a few media Fox, companies that own most own of the stuff. Yeah, you sort New of, York and they uh, not the New York Times. They own the um, Wall Post. Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal. And, and maybe the New York Post too. They do own that. And then you know Bezos owns the wall street journal not the wall street journal the uh washington, washington post. Uh, yeah the washington who, post who owns the wall street journal murdoch murdoch yeah mm. and so right so i mean you know the, all those magazines have had their you know sort of some questions raised about what they're up to but i mean they still rank okay i mean there's a whole rubric that people use to kind of weigh how often you know what you know how biased they are or how much there I'll tell you right now new york post is not right new york post is not going to be high high up that list yeah. and you know and i recently sort of assembled a set of other there's other tools that do some of the same kinds of thing where they kind of there's even some plugins you can have on your browser that when you go to a site or if you're watching it on the looking at a, uh, say something like facebook and there's a link it puts a little bar at the bottom that says whether they lean you know how far they lean where they lean and how far they lean on the spectrum, you know, each news source that at least the ones that it knows about. So I have seen on several tweets where it says the, uh, the information or the opinion in this tweet is not correct, you know, and it'll forward you to some source that'll tell you if it's right or wrong. But A, why are that only on a couple things? I've only seen it a couple times and I mostly, the tweets I read and follow are mostly political and news in nature. So I think you would see that on almost every single post I get, um, tweet I get, but, um, yeah. And Twitter has kind of changed around with, with Musk in there. He's fired a lot of that department. Well, that, so we don't know for sure where that's going to go. Like, so now you can't even, you know, Twitter, you've got to really, since those aren't journalists. Well, even the ones that are journalists, they can get either, you know, yeah. You know, they can get their stuff either, you know, boosted top, or... Top journalists really don't have their Twitter accounts, you know. It's all these quote-unquote influencers and... No, no, real journal journalists have Twitter accounts. There's no, quite, I understand quite they a few. have them, but they're not, like, top... Oh, you mean they don't have as many followers right. as the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have as many followers as, you know, Leslie, you know, <laughs> from Milwaukee who talks about... Leslie from Milwaukee. <laughs> Talked talk about, about Karen's friend Leslie. I don't know. It makes when like Karen and Leslie want to talk to the manager. The manager better get their <laughs> yeah, and, or their or recipes or you know something like that. Yeah, they don't have as many followers as, as those folks do. But um, but there there's a ton of journalists on Twitter, and of course they're no, worried about what's happening with journalism. You know what's going to happen to journalism because you know there was that thing where Musk threw a bunch of them off for a little while, and that was hyped up more than it really was because he didn't block them for that long. But, you know, it was still like one of those weird things. And, and when, you, when you do that to journalists, it starts to be a scary thing, right? Because right. that's what when autocracies do. Be, when voices can be off and on at, the, at one person's will, 
Yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah, and that gets in a whole nother area of this. You know, what's happening? How does how do you you know what's this balance between all that and and uh, you know you know because some of what Musk says is probably somewhat true, right? I mean, some some of the things he's saying, but you know, his version of free speech is you can say the stuff that I like and you can't say the stuff I don't like. You know. Well, that's the free speech you want to have with you. <laughs> exactly. And with the kids or whatever. It's like, going, hey, 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 not, no, we're not going to talk about that or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it, that's a whole whole other issue. And, and, you know, the difference between that kind of free speech and the, and the sort of real, you know, uh, banning and censoring that autocracies do, you know, in some of these countries like Iran or Russia. I mean, those people actually need, you know, a real solution to this problem because real journalism there is, is blocked out or, you know, worst case is something like North Korea, but that's kind of a lost cause. But, um, you know, these other these other countries that, you know, they don't have journalism, real journalism. It's all state run media and propaganda. And I'm saying we don't have real journalism either. Even if we do have real journalism, it is not the popular. The, it's not the news that gets quoted, gets passed around, gets heard. You know, so it's it's all the crap that gets is what we hear. Right, and we yeah, it's all been filtered up to be filtered down, whichever way you want to look at it. To be these three things seem to be the things we're going to talk about this today, and every network is going to talk about it, you know, in almost the same way. And we're going to just repeat it every forty five minutes. We're going to repeat the same thing over again, and and there has to be more than three things going on, right? <laughs> these are the only three anybody talks about that day, and they they kind of have you know, that's this whole journalism competition media landscape that we're in now that, you know, well, if I don't talk about that story, the other guy's talking about it, so they're taking my viewers away or they're taking my listeners away or they're taking my readers away. Or my scoop, because if it becomes to be true. Well, and, and scoop's could, a whole different story, but yeah. No, but a scoop is I get to tell it first. Right, exactly. So, and I get to put my so byline get, on it. I get my, but there's also ethics and um, in journalism, and you have to have X amount of, sources and backup and stuff where right where you know karen and linda or what was the woman you said before <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember just, <laughs> you know could just say whatever they want right. whenever they want and um you know and other and these un well unscrupulous even, news groups also say whatever they want oh and <laughs> well and that's the thing you have can't you, tell the difference have you, have you, <laughs> you know easily have you watched these um these uh, video shows of people who are, I don't care what side they're on, and they're just, they're trying to get their point across that, you know, A, B, and C happened. And the person that they're interviewing is like, well, it didn't really have, yeah, it did. Yes, it did. And it's like this, the vein popping, red face. Uh, it's windy here tonight. It is very windy. Yeah. You know, it's like, what happened to just, Calmly telling us the news without opinion. Oh, without you're talking about some of these shows that have the counterpoint kind of thing. The old, the old, uh, or they want to they say, Here's the story, you know, we have an expert, but the expert starts going down in lane that they didn't want to be in, and they, oh, yeah, they yell at them to get them back. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and then if they do, if it does go down the lane, they want they're like, Yeah, I know, <laughs> I told you, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, what you were talking about before about like, you know, even if they don't change the stories that they tell, let's say that they're totally factual, which is, you know, they're 100% factual. They didn't put any spin on it, which, you know, of course, isn't the way it works. But let's say that even if they did that, they still pick which stories to tell. So there's an editorial 
you know, part of it there. You know, if I only tell the stories that kind of are already leaning the way I want, they're totally truthful, but it's a selection that I made that excludes some of the stuff that might have been not necessarily favorable to my 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 view. You know, and I and I struggle with that on the podcast, right? Because I'm, you know, certainly, you know, I mean, I don't really care. Like street outrage is totally censored in some sense because I'm going to pick the stuff that you know is the most touching, but I'm not going to necessarily censor out, you know, something for some political reason. It's more just what fits the, what is a better story and, a, and that kind of thing, right? Well, you're not, you're not editing to change the story. Right. Well, but also, but at the end of the day, like even just what episodes I decide to put on. So, you know, even right there, I've already made an editorial decision, right? So even mm-hmm. if every single research paper that I pr- present or every single book author and that kind of thing is, you know, let's say completely right or, you know, has good, useful data in it. I'm still picking which papers I show. So in some sense, there's an editorial bias there, even if I don't know it, right? Uh-huh. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm deciding the research papers I want to present. So I'm constantly kind of asking myself that question. Are there some other papers that might, you know, speak to a different thing or another side of the story that, that are, you know, sort of legitimate and have a, have a story there too. And it's, it's hard because you're, you're constantly looking at this and, you know, even just the fact that I'm going out to academia to find stories, uh, not stories, but um, research work, uh-huh. you know, because that's what I'm doing is a lot is talking to scientists about research they've done, you know, and even that right there is that you sort of throw a dart into academia and you've sort of got a 90% chance of running into somebody that le- probably leans blue, right? So, so I do have some, you know, kind of go-to folks I talk to that I know lean right. But if I'm just going to randomly reach out to somebody in academia, there's a good chance they're, they lean they lean left. There aren't a lot of extremes in academia on either side, but you know, so you know, most people are going to run into academia, and they're certainly trying to be unbiased if they're doing real research anyway. But you know, in terms of where they really stand in their voting, they probably lean left more often than not. Because I mean, it's self-reported. I mean, if you can go look at the data that shows this, so. So, you know, that's already kind of created, in some people's minds, it's probably going to create a bias, even if these researchers are trying to present unbiased stuff. So I struggle with this a lot just in the podcast, even, that I'm really, you know, trying to make sure that I'm not making some kind of a lean one way or the other without even realizing I'm doing it. Or or just making sure I'm checking, you know, that there is, uh, that, that there's, what other data is there out there on the same subject or something like that? Is there other research on it? Mm-hmm. You know, and some, you know, and of course that you can go down a lot of rabbit holes there too. Cause I don't into stuff like semantics and things like that in the research that I'm looking at. Cause that kind of stuff can get you down all kinds of rabbit holes. So do you think this global shift towards extremism? I mean, we've seen some um, leaders come into office who are pretty extreme, uh, Italy and, um, you know, you got Le Pen kind of as it didn't win, but she keeps getting close. Right. In France. So, do you think that that's a reaction to what's happening in the U.S. or is just just a global situation we're all kind of moving into at the same time? Yeah, the researchers I've talked to sort of say the latter is more the case that we're all there's, moving into it at the same time. Yeah, and there's all kinds of different theories about how this comes about. I mean, one is just kind of swings. One is like, um, you know, a more authoritarian model feels safer to a lot of people, especially since we haven't had, you know, I mean, many of the the people that are out there, you know, today, 
um, the, most of the generations have not ever experienced anything but a relatively peaceful, you know, if you're in the West um, or in any developed country, you haven't really experienced much with most, ex with a few exceptions that hasn't been really pretty peaceful, right? I mean, we haven't had, we had a cold war, but we didn't have, you know, hot war. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of hot wars. I mean, we had Vietnam, uh, you know, and some others. We didn't have a lot of your, you know, your home territory is at risk kind of wars. And even... Uh, we haven't since the Civil War. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you could argue that we were at risk in World War II, maybe, if Germany won. But you're right, fighting wasn't here. But, this, but, the, but you know, we've all lived in this relatively peaceful... We've all been our entire lives, only that's all we know. So, and also, people, things have been basically working... And things, even when we've had problems, Watergate or whatever, we've, you know, sort of moved past it and worked through it or whatever. So it's always like this, um, everything we know is always just managed to take care of itself. We didn't have to do very much. Uh, now that's not, you can't say that for people of color and some other um, uh, groups, but, you know, for a lot of people, that's kind of where things are at, right? So we're not, we, have no, we don't feel threatened by it, right? So sometimes this authoritarian model starts to feel more comfortable. And on the same time, like you, you mentioned as extremes, we mentioned Le, Le Pen and, and the person in Italy. And, um, you know, probably some people, and again, you know, I would say these people are extreme, would say that Joe Biden's extreme, right? I mean, I think he definitely ran on a somewhat, he's a centrist guy for the most part. But certainly the, the right isn't going to call him a, a centrist moderate. You know, they're going to call him, you know, progressives are going to call him too not you know, not liberal enough, uh, not progressive enough, but but uh, people on the right, you know, consider him the worst president we've ever had. Some many people and consider him extremely radical. But do they do that just because he's in, he's in office now, and that kind of gives them this talking point to, you know? Well, some of it is just because the media they've been fed, of course, you know, that that presents him that way. Um, I think he did go more extreme than he kind of. Um, campaigned on um but you know and then you get stuff like it you know you I, I don't know we can start going down all kind of paths here about how some of these bills have either worked or not worked and how people just, just take same exact bill if you put a red hat on it the people on the red side want to vote for it you put a blue hat on it, people on the blue side want to vote for it and the people on the red side think it's terrible terrible and vice versa so some of those things were kind of like that i mean these were some of these were the same bills that could have been passed by a Republican Congress and they would have cheered it. But because it had, you know, they can't do that if it's a Democratic Congress. So, or if, if it's a Democratic item, especially by the time some of the negotiations happen, like infrastructure. I mean, uh, Republicans tried to do infrastructure and couldn't do it. So, you know, then Biden does it. And you could argue a lot of stuff about this bill had stuff they didn't want in it and, and, and a lot of pork and that kind of stuff. But you can say that about every bill every time. It's kind of how it works. The, the Simpsons kind of did <laughs> or a the, whole, Yeah, the Simpsons did a good job. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. How this is just a paper clip the paper, we'll paper clip that on there. And I think that's even being used as an actual political term. It's, it was a paper clip yeah. line or a paper clip I think block. so. And um, they say this, that The Simpsons isn't a genius show. <laughs> I know. Well, they always have those clips where they show something like, you know, they had the Trump going down the escalator thing, what, 10 years before he actually did it and that kind of stuff, so. Well, but let's let's face it. There's an ex uh, escalator in his apartment. I know complex. Do you think he's going to take <laughs> a? He's not going to take the stairs. And B. Nobody can see him in an elevator. <laughs> in his own elevator. 
right. door. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so he's always going to take the escalator. So well, and I kind of feel like he maybe had done that in some prior stunt. So they kind of are kind of had that anyway. Uh, but it was pretty crazy that they had that scene that looked almost just like what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So maybe maybe those are the people we should be interviewing and, and inviting to dinner. Are these people who over and over looked at just our pop culture and our current social statuses and all that and put them together in a way that said, this is where this is all going. And, um, you know, we kind of laugh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> right. And suddenly we're there. We're there. Yeah. All of a sudden it actually is happening. Yeah. Right. Those are the people we should be talking to closely. But, you know. And so, and I still, I guess I'm still a little um, outraged on why Hunter Biden is such a big, that's their go-to. Is that because, A, because he's the president's son, but B, you know, they think that he got his hands on secrets and he was selling those secrets or? That, I haven't heard that as a thing, but it Well, why could is it be. a big deal? I think it's because, you know, you know, you definitely have stuff that he did with Ukraine was fishy. Right. Um, okay. And exactly. And, and, you know, but he was like, you know, going through a rough time. No, no, no. I don't care if you're going through a rough time or not. If you're breaking the law. Right. And then the question comes back to, you know, is that how close is any of this tied back to, to Joe Biden? you know, and, and all that. And, and did he help him do any of that? Or did he benefit from it in some way or other things like that? You know, or did he, you know, how did, how did that? So, I, I mean, I think there's some legitimate stuff there, you know, how, you know, and, and where that goes and how, but some of it is stupid, you know, some of it reminded me so much of at the end of, I don't know how many millions we spent on that star report about Clinton, <laughs> where I thought they were going to, you know, here you got Clinton. So it's going to be something bad, right? And, at the, it, and well, he's bragging about it. I mean, he was not exactly a closed book guy. No, but my he thing about it. but my thing about that star report is here you you think okay they're gonna really find something good on this guy they're gonna find something like a whitewater like all this stuff that happened supposedly going back and at the end of the day it was just the sex stuff and you had five hundred page report or whatever it was and all it was the, the dude you know and I don't say just I just mean I know compared, I, I was gonna pull you back on that well I just mean that I just mean that it's like really i mean you know you guys spent all this money and this is all you got and you you expect us to be sort of outraged about this and it's bill clinton like you say like i'm supposed to be surprised by this yeah, <laughs> yeah. you guys all just looked through the kennedys not that long ago i know it was like that 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 report pissed me off cuz i really felt like we spent a lot of money and this is really it you, you wasted your time on this stupid stuff for all this time wasted all our money and all your time on this and you didn't find diddly about you know, the, you know, anything big that you were supposedly telling these guys were, were up to all these years, you know, you know, so you're either you're incompetent or that doesn't exist. No, they're, they're incompetent because you know, there's you more dirt. Know there's more dirt to that. There's more dirt to so many people all the time. And, and going back to Santos, they're coming up with more and more dirt on that guy every day. I guess today he said, um, about those pictures <laughs> of him in Brazil. <laughs> then what'd he say? He goes, well, forgive me for having a life. And it's 
hey, you know what though? It's like, and I don't think you know what I and I don't know. I, I think obviously I don't care if he if he wants to dress and drag, but he seems to care if other people want to, because yeah. that's the it's the hypocrisy, was, right? That's right. what I'm saying. It's the, it's not no, that he did it; it's the hypocrisy that he right. about it that is the problem to me. And most of us, like say, we don't we don't care, you know, whatever you do with your personal life, that's fine. But when you sit here and come out in full place, lie about it. Well, and, and say then, other people shouldn't then, do it. Yeah, and say other people shouldn't do it. Right, and then vote against it. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So I have to. I have to say that I think I'm going to um, be. Um, I feel. I feel outrage coming this week. About what? Well, first of all, they keep trying to go to go up against Buttigieg. And forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. People say it five different ways. I don't know which one is the right one. Yeah. I think you said it the right way. They keep trying to come up against him, you know, saying, you know, you know, you took your you took your husband with you on this trip. Um, sh- did you pay us back? Because well, no spouses go on trips like this. <laughs> like, no, but you took your husband. Yeah, spouses go on this trip. Well, I haven't seen this you debate. Haven't seen that? No, so I think I just see a little bit more of it creeping in every time. Where he spends more time justifying his family situation than he does talking about whatever the, the uh, topic was supposed yeah, to be. You know why Southwest is allowed to uh, cancel you know, cancel everyone's flights and tell them to you know don't worry it'll be fine just buy another flight. So that that kind of annoys. I think that'll me. be on your list this week. Yeah, but what I really, 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 really want to be on my list this week is that these politicians who've been suspected of um, underage fraternizing, that they quit talking about it and either say, we, there's no evidence this happened or arrest them. Why do they keep saying they have evidence, but they don't arrest them? I, I didn't. I haven't really heard this story. I guess where's this coming from? Which story about the Congress and oh, you talk. Oh, you're talking about Mr. the crossing gates. gates across state lines and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Exactly. Either say something, you have something, or don't. Like you're just sitting out here. Why kind do you of, sit there and wave that in front of us and say, you know? And then nothing happens. So either you ha- you got this or you don't, dude. I mean, if you don't have a case, why are you still talking about it? Or what? Or is there really this double standard where? If they found out about you, I mean, it would be a uh, bye. You think, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. You'd, you'd already, we'd already have a big stamp, a big sex offender stamp on this house. But he can just keep going on and also play the freaking shenanigans that he plays. Well, no, but on the other side, to your other point, though, if they don't have anything, then quit talking about they it. Quit, then, then say we don't have it. They come out and say after further investigation, right? We don't have anything. Yeah, but that's you know that's why I brought up. But the, that's not going to go away, by the way. Even if they come out tomorrow and say, you know what? No, we have no more. We don't have anything to charge them on. We don't have any um, evidence. Nothing. It's he's he'll always be known as the pedophile. Well, I mean, yeah. And then he goes and votes against the trafficking law. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't care what. <laughs> Do you think that's one thing you have to vote for? You'd think, but like I say, there's no norms anymore. Like so you, you can all, violate do these, all these norms. Guys have, um, this is just showing my ignorance about how all this works. 
doesn't every one of those offices and every one of those representatives and senators and congressmen, whatever, don't they have advisors that can tell, they can help them interpret the law, that they, it has done the homework of what's going on in their, um, in their area, what their constituents are talking about. I don't expect, you know, um, Bernie Sanders through his Twitter feed of his area to figure out how people are feeling and what's going on. I mean, they've got to have advisors and all kinds of companies that are putting together that information for them. So he says, okay, fine. So of the things that are happening, how do my people feel about this? What are we supposed to be doing? Do, I, do we push for this? Do we... So how, how can there not be an advisor to the, these people who are being charged with stuff that says, look, you've got to come out. You're going to be arrested because they should be. You've got to come out and say that they, that we've got to push back and say that none of this is a, you know founded and we've got to move on. But we're but we live in such a sensational news society that if it's not, I don't want to hear. I truthfully do not want to hear them say, "Oh, sorry, no big deal." What I want them to say is, "He's going to jail for a long time." Right, but if not, not if it's not true or whatever. I mean, he's well, got. We got to make him guilty first. If he's got, if he doesn't have, no, they don't, if they don't have a case, yes, of course. But what I'm saying is, why does it take so long to even build the case? Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then you these, see these people are in in the public eye. It should be much easier to put together a case against them than it would be. Well, it's never worked that way because anybody that with more money and more position and more prominence, they or, they can hire better lawyers. And so they're afraid of them more, right? If it's just you and me, dummy on the street, they can't afford a good lawyer. Yeah, they'll ramrod us because they know they can they can take on they can take us on and win. But you know, something like that, they're kind of afraid of, so they they're more careful and less likely to do anything because they don't want to take a chance that they'd lose. Well, I'm on a countersuit for them spinning me up, and not, I know and there's no payoff. I'm right. just saying that what lawsuit, what what statute? Right, they make it sound like an arrest is imminent. Right. And and they also make it sound like my government's working for me yeah. and that they care about what's uh, just and right. It's up and they don't. Yeah. And you walk, like I said before, in the beginning, I mean, you walk around these people that clearly violated this law and nothing happens because it's too much work to prosecute it or they don't know. They don't know what they don't know how to what the what the uh, uh, penalty should be. And, you know, so they don't do anything. You know, and it's just like, and these well, guys clearly did violate that law. You can, thing. you know, that would not and, be a very long court that, case. And that law specifically, we know it. We know what to charge them with. And we know. Yeah, yeah, that law it. you definitely do. In, in this whole thing where everybody's like, everybody's got confidential documents, classified documents stuck underneath their mattress or, you know, in the, in the pile of cookbooks next to the Apparently, oven yeah. or, you know, in the, next to the toilet and the. Laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Reader's Digest. You know, they don't know how to charge that because they say it's never happened. And apparently it's been happening a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it. yeah, it's, it's, well, I think they would know how to charge it if I did it. I mean, they'd know how to charge but me for not, it. You're not a high-powered political person. That's, that's, you're not the type, you're, it, it, 90% of the people that would have access to the, I don't know, I'm pulling that number out of my, out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, most of the people who have access to uh, confidential documents, they they can touch them, but they never can move them from the sanitized room that they're in. 
They can't take a camera. They can't take pictures. They have to read and take notes on the side. They cannot remove those documents from. Right. The, but there's a level of security where you actually get those documents handed to you as you're walking down the hall. I'm heading, to the, <laughs> heading for my morning constitutional. Here, I'll take this confidential file with me to look through while I'm. Uh, right. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, yeah, just back to your point, like, you'd think that that this would not be this hard to prosecute, but clearly when they're up against these people, they're afraid. At and the so end they don't of the do day, it. at the end of the day, is there not some, I don't want to say intern, but there's some low level, but, but who's gotten clearance guy who says, look, I gave out 10 documents today. I need to have 10 documents back today. Right. And I'll give them to you again tomorrow. You know, is there not somebody whose butt's on the line for that? You'd think, yeah, that's what I was, we were talking about at the very beginning. Yeah. Right. I'll get back. Our conversations circle around like this quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they always wind up with, what do you want for dinner tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Which is the hardest question. Always the hardest question. Always the hardest question. We always go, oh, if we could afford a chef that would be great but with all these food services and stuff you kind of can't afford a chef yeah like blue line what's it called blue, blue apron, apron blue apron yeah what is there freshly and um i don't know there's so many of them but um so now everybody can afford quote unquote a private chef it's just that i don't want to eat that yeah did you know that speaking of that did you know that it was not that uncommon for people to have staff you know even up as late to the mid 19th, 20th century. I told you we needed permanent <laughs> staff. Well, but then when you find out why it started going away, it's because, you know, as a union treated poorly, treated under, poorly, underpaid, and, you know, practically. Yeah. And, and, you know, and these, some of these people would give up, you know, they'd live with the family, right? So I they know never Mr. Got, French. So they never got to have their own family. Lurch. Yeah, Lurch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I mean, uh, Hazel. No, we're really showing our age. <laughs> <laughs> Manny and Professor. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it used to be where everybody, Alice. But I mean, even people that weren't that wealthy often had a small staff. I know. It was like these people would lament, you know, that they were down on their luck. So their staff was down to like seven people or something. <laughs> Courtship of Eddie Fowler. He had that live in, um, Manny and, um, Oh shit, Mr. French, Mr. French with Buffy and Jody, family affair. They yeah. had the live-in. Right. There was uh, Hazel was the live-in. Um, Hazel, but the was that the one on Brady Bunch? No, no, Alice. Alice, Alice, the live-in. Yeah. But Mike was an architect, man. You know. Right. He was, he was pulling in the big bucks. He was an architect, but only designed the house with three <laughs> bedrooms. Oh, four bedrooms because Alice had her bedroom, but you know. Yeah. With all those kids, we can only have three bedrooms. And then someday we'll have the attic. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, it seemed like there was always help for a long time. My, uh, I remember growing up, my grandma always had help in the house. They weren't living, but it was always, um, she showed up every morning. Kind of like, I'm sure there was another TV show where the maid showed up every morning. Yeah. But yes, every, every single day. 
and that was did she do more than a maid well she, she didn't cooked. cook well she did cook okay yeah, she did she other cooked, things she cleaned she did the grocery shopping she you know yeah did whatever whatever my grandma wanted okay so yeah not not like just a maid and it was yeah and then they also had the gardener who came not every day but he was there a lot and and um all of this was a very it was very clear to me that early on well mostly because she pointed out to me that your maid will be this racial <laughs> profile your you know your gardener has to be this racial profile and your you know whatever she needed at the time oh yeah we got to call the fill in the blank for your racial epithet there we got to call them to come do this but yeah so i guess that wasn't that long ago since i'm so young <laughs> well but i mean i guess it, it started to go out of fashion in sort of well i mean i think the depression was part of it but then you know as, as the unions got more powerful most of the shows i'm talking about were done in the um the 60s yeah that's all 60s 70s stuff yeah but they didn't yeah exactly but but I was just saying these ideas of this whole staff of like seven or eight people or something or 10 people working for you was yeah started mm -hmm. to go away in the in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. By the 50s, it was kind of not a thing anymore. Well, and plus, by then, you have like washing machines and things like that. So, um, you know, it's not quite the same kind of a chore. people that worked for them when they were? No, no. Not, no, I mean, That's my... Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that was a very. I don't think that was very common in those days here. Um, I mean, they had they did ranch work, so they had ranch workers. The people that had ranches had ranch workers, of course, but you know, or or farm workers, but nobody that nobody else that was just sort of living normal city or suburban life had had staff that I can remember. Especially, it's like like live in like an Alice or something like that. Nobody had something like that. You think the you mean the um when um i it seemed to be there there was this popular turn of um people who started to have some live-ins about 10 years ago or it's like a au pair yeah the au pair, au pair kind thing. of live-in thing yeah you know we have a nephew who did the au pair thing and it was a live-in and yeah um i've worked with a couple of people who've had the live-in au pair and it's you know oh it's so much better so much better like, <laughs> is it yeah you know, so it kind of seemed like it was the turn, turn again for the opera. But were those were mostly, which to me looked like more like foreign exchange students, because mm -hmm. they were young people who were coming from another country who just. So it's like, hey, you can have someone live with you to take care of your kids. Yeah. No, well, especially now I'm with curious why that uh, change came. Yeah, it's probably cool to say I can say I have a living au pair. I'm, I'm, I've, I've made it. Some, I'm moving on up. Some, <laughs> some um, you know, tr travel abroad or study abroad group said, "Well, these kids are getting too old to travel abroad. Let's. What can we do now? Oh, we'll start this au pair business." <laughs> yeah, it can overlap. Yeah. That's true. So again, we one conversation started it with one person. Now here we're talking about living au pairs. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to wrap this up then? Yeah. Nice talk, babe. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. <laughs> good talk. <laughs>
see you here next week. Do I have to, do I have to not talk to you all week now? And hold on to this? Yeah. Forget. Yeah. You should always make sure, though, that we're not arguing during this because it can always turn into something ugly. Yeah, it's true. For sure. <laughs> any questions? Uh, do I have questions? Or does anybody have any questions? I No, nobody's dropped any questions. Feel free to drop a question if you'd like. Let's see if I can go down and uh, thank the people that are here. We got. I'm going to probably butcher some of these names, so I already apologize. Sonia Sandara, Kim Hawkins, Mr. Two Extra. I like that. Chocolate Yoda. Sounds right. Jade Orion. I might be saying that wrong. Saz. Coco. Sophia Cannon. The Urban Contrarian. I like that. Queer Love Light. Nice. Ryan, Ashley, Miranda May, William Blackfox. Slay Cassandra. That might be the incorrect pronunciation. Rolo Reese. God's Daughter Ministries. There you go. Ooh, this one is going to be tough for me. Kajio Shajaja. Music Mix. I definitely screwed that up, I think. Sorry Ooh, about that. Check out that music mix for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Katie Titi. Miss Cookie. Davey Astrophysics. There you go. Mm -hmm. Deborah Barsha. Darlene Anderson. Jesse Morgan. Malika. Michael E. Thomas Jr. D. Div. Lee News Debate. Hmm, interesting. Mitra Wadat, I like that. Ray Davis. Marcy Ann. Will M. D. Daly. Talk Under Influence. Hakeem Al. Oh, Talk Under Influence. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> Hakeem Al Bocas. Alexander. Craig Dolan. Jay Ray. I like that. Tiana Wolf. Daryl, that's like the wisdom dude. Uh, Jackie, I am Brian De Leon, CBS, dot, dot, dot. I can't see it all. Mojo, Cecilia Grace, Dr. Robert James Goodman, Truly Julie, Diane Jackson, Black Girl Coffee Shop Podcast. I like that. Nicole, and last but not least, Janelle. Thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, feel free to shoot us any questions. Otherwise, if we don't hear anything, Soon we'll probably bounce out. So what was the fun thing we heard about this week? The fun thing I heard about this week. The fun thing we did is um, it was very funny where we try to get this group of people all to go to dinner. How'd <laughs> <laughs> that work? <laughs> well, it was funny how like more people found out, you know, like a handful of us were going to dinner. Like, oh, you're going to dinner? And you're like, yeah, yeah, you should come. You should come. Oh, yeah. So there's a big group of people who are all like, yeah, yeah, we should go, you know, oh, I would love to join you guys. I hear those dinners are fun, whatever. We, that the night comes for the dinner and it's the same few people. The same like five people. So all the people who just made this huge, uh, you know, comment about, oh, I, I want to be included, really went out of their way not to to make sure that, oh, they couldn't come since it's the same same day every month. <laughs> right. That's funny. But it's funny because they try to make you feel like, well, you didn't invite us. Well, you kind of were invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were all excited about it, so they know they were invited. They were all excited about going. Well, they've always been invited. That's the funny thing. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. So I don't know what happened this last time where they were saying, I think it's because that we have some new people in the group and stuff, and they were talking about it. And it's like, wait a minute. You guys have all been invited. What's the problem here? And then. <laughs> comes around and still it's the same handful of people. 
So it's funny. I guess people just want to be invited. They don't want to have to come, but they want to be invited. <laughs> they don't want to be left out. Come yeah. on. Oh, heck, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to go, but you yeah, better, better invite go. me. But, but yeah, I just want to be invited. Yeah. So let's invite everybody to the party. Okay. And then whoever wants to come is going to come. Well, that's pretty much how it works anyway. That's right. <laughs> so you're all invited to the party. Yeah, for sure. All right, folks. Well, I hope uh, you had some got some entertainment out of this, um, and uh, we'll 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 maybe try to make this into a semi regular thing. We'll jump on and talk about that week's outrage, uh, and, so and, and whatever else comes up. Right. So let's <laughs> let's try to also have a nice. Let's also have a week's good story because. Oh, try to find a good story for because the week. Because I'm telling you, these last few years, it, right? You and I have just lived. From outrage to outrage to outrage to outrage to outrage, we have not really given ourselves permission to focus on many good stories. So I think, as a New Year's resolution, is it too late to make a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Never too late. <laughs> Maybe once a week we should find a, a heartwarming, good story. You know. Um, yeah, I think there's a newsletter I subscribe to. I think that's something they try to do. They have curators and they try to have a section about something like that. You know, and you know, not it's a good idea. Some, I just think something that that's interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, they discovered, I don't know, some new dinosaur bones <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I saw something about a few things like that this week. Uh, I don't remember them now, but there were a few interesting little weird sciencey things. Yeah, I think that those deserve as much attention as the other George uh, Santos had a life. Well, I mean, a lot of when we're talking about that stuff, a lot of what we're trying to also emphasize is that, you know, I don't know, just look at it with that outrage lens, you know, so you don't tend to get as outraged, you know what I mean? And realize they're trying to send you into outrage, you know, and I think it can be a little bit more. It doesn't, if if you look at it with that lens, I think you're a little bit less likely to go there. the The whole point of it too is that we were, we were just getting totally worked up and then finally we go, Oh yeah, they're trying to outrage us. Right. And I think that's where we then came up with our little joke. We have as a couple is like, ah, see that outrage. <laughs> yeah. What was your outrage today? Yeah. What did they try to send at you today? Right. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's everything. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, again, thanks for joining. And, uh, well, I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.